Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now. Welcome to Mohani Love Show. And today I have Mr. Frank Weger. And he's the author of the book, The Magical Sex Book. Frank, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, nice to be here with you, Milan. Thank oh, you so thank much for you. asking me. Oh, thank you. So, magical sex. Everybody, mm -hmm. listen, you know everybody want magical sex or wish they can achieve it. Or some, I believe some people think they're getting magical sex and they're not even getting that. <laughs> Do you believe sex is a mindset? Well, it is. And, and we know that for women, the most erogenous zone is yes. right in here. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so it's, and I also think that sex is a very spiritual thing. Speaking uh -huh. of brains, you know, there's a study that, you know, they did MRIs of people having orgasms and they the part of their brain that lit up when they were having orgasm mm -hmm. was the prefrontal cortex which is the same part of the brain that lights up when people are having a religious experience really so, yeah so if you ever said oh god i'm coming <laughs> you, are, you are having a religious it was experience. okay even if you thought it right <laughs> You know what's interesting me? Um, interesting to me about your book, you actually, and it was so funny. I was looking through um your book, and you have, I want to call it not maps. It's not a map. Why did I hear map? You have photos of the vagina, the penis, and it explains what each part is. And this is so funny because I said, yeah, some people really need to learn that. Do you believe if you look at that that chart and really master all of those parts, it makes you a, a better lover? Oh, absolutely. And and uh, I have to give most of the credit for this to a woman who lives not far from you by the name of Sherry Winston, who wrote an amazing book called The Women's uh, Anatomy of Women's Sexual Arousal. And actually, there's a book, a, a diagram in the book that shows not the G spot, but the G um, area, which is a tube, a sponge-like tube that goes around the urethra. Uh -huh. And that's where, I mean, there may be one part in that that's more sensitive others, which would be the G spot. So I learned that from Sherry and actually I gave her credit in, in uh, when underneath that drawing is, is a sign. But yes, yes, yes. If you know uh -huh. what's going on in your body, it'll uh -huh. definitely make you a better lover. It does. And could we vote in masturbation? I know a lot of people say you shouldn't masturbate, but I'm just saying, does that make you know different feelings? You, you know what I mean? Different, different orgasms. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I, I think somebody, I, I don't know, uh, and I don't, I couldn't cite a study, but there were 11 different kinds of orgasms that women can have. Really? I mean, nipple orgasms, of course, clitoral orgasms. Neck probably. I don't well, know. The, the close G spot, or uh, mm -hmm. you know, you know, those some can have anal orgasms, some can have perineum orgasms, cervical orgasms. So it goes. I don't know all of it, but but. Do you believe? Do you believe all? Now, it was eleven orgasms, right? I, I don't quote me on that. Don't, I, okay, but do you believe every single woman can have a chance, could possibly experience that if done right? Of course. Okay, you know what I mean by that. Like, is all, are all women bodies the same that they would they if it's done right they will experience it? No. Uh, well, first of all, all women no no two women are alike. Okay. They're all different. I mean, no two men are alike either. Okay. So, uh, but so that's I, when you mentioned masturbation. I think that's a wonderful thing to do mm -hmm. because that helps you understand what brings you pleasure. And that's the key to having magical sex. I mean, it's when you know, magical sex is when you go, oh my God, what was that? Huh. Yes. I want to do that again, you know? Yes. And how and that's the whole thing. How do we do that more often? So, but but by self-pleasuring, I call it that instead of masturbation, but self-pleasuring self sounds better. Really, Can really, I steal that from you? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. I stole it from somebody else. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, I mean, you really, I think really is important to have that experience of self-pleasuring yourself so you know, and then here's the kicker. Mm -hmm. When a woman knows what brings her pleasure, mm -hmm. she has to teach her lover, the guy, mm -hmm. what to do. And that's not an easy thing, thing because some men are walking around here believing if they was a good lover for years with well, this woman, the same thing that they do to her, do to you, it should work. You know, I, in my in my research for this book, I found a study that was done between um, longtime married couples, mm -hmm. and they they asked the men separately from their wives mm -hmm. if they thought they were good lovers. 85% of the men said that they were good to great lovers. Uh. They asked the women what they thought about that. Mm. Only 15% agreed with their men. So that tells us two things. One, men don't know what they don't know. Mm. And two, women aren't telling them the truth. That's right. They aren't being honest. Uh, maybe the women are being honest <sighs> because the kind of man that they have wouldn't want to listen. But then... How could you live the rest of your life unsatisfied? Exactly. So somewhere, and, and this is tricky, tricky, tricky stuff. You have to break the ice with this guy. And, and I talk, I think a little bit in the book about how you can do that. You, you know, you don't just, you don't do it in the bedroom saying that, don't do that. Mm. You know, that, that's definitely going to turn him off and shut him down and whatever. So the best idea is you get a cup of coffee or whatever and sit down and say, honey, what do you like the most about how we make love? Well, oh, what about, what about, and, honey, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Let's say, talk about it. <laughs> so you get him to talk about what he likes. You have to get him to open up. Yes. But then and a lot of roles in marriages, when the woman, 
you know, a lot of women take on the role as mom after a while, instead of remaining the role as the wife. And that's mom. something that um, I believe and I've seen and I've done and I, you know, and I believe if women could just stay in their lane and be a wife, it would be, the men would be a little different and would be able to listen because I noticed when I hear, when I hear couples, right. And just like you said, you get a cup of coffee, you know, it's something you have to really talk about lightly, probably because you're busy yelling at him half the time. He don't know what this is. <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, another thing you can do is uh, go for a walk together, but mm -hmm. don't have this conversation in the bedroom one or two while he's watching sports on TV mm -hmm. or three while he's driving, especially mm -hmm. and four while he's um, reading or something else. If he's focused on something else, stop and get a, get a dedicated time where you can sit down and you're talking and you have to get him engaged first. Mm -hmm. okay. And then you can say, well, you know what I like? And you can say, when you do this, this, and this for me, oh, I love that so much. It feels so good. Can you do that a little bit more? Mm. You know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when he does it, say, oh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, thanks. Oh, and then he'll master that, right? He'll focus on that and master it, probably. Yeah. Ah, because, and this is because men are really different like that, right? Once they feel like they're losing in the bedroom, it's like they say, well, forget it. And then the bad thing about that is if they ever venture out and over there, they're winning in the bedroom, then now it's like, that's why women to my audience out there women you have to speak up to your husband and I always tell people I don't you know I'm I don't I'm I don't condone cheating like oh but I do believe that if you're not satisfied in one place and you try to talk about it and you, you don't have a receptive partner then um satisfaction is very important you have to be satisfied at work satisfied with the money you make satisfied where you live satisfied you know what I mean satisfaction oh Absolutely, you're right on. And and uh, the thing, you know, I did a, a lot more research on this thing, and women are really reluctant to talk about their sexual needs and wants. Really? Oh yeah. And and um, I I don't have the study, but it's in the book. There's um, I think like seventy three percent of women, especially women over fifty, who okay. are postmenopausal, are re, re, having painful orgasms. I mean, oh, wow. intercourse. And they're only doing it to satisfy their husband. And mm -hmm. they're doing it maybe, maybe more than once a week. Mm -hmm. And it's painful. Ouch. You know, they got to do something. And, and they won't even talk to their gynecologist about what's going on. Mm -hmm. So ladies, you got you to gotta really open up and, and, and tell people what's going on for you. And, and ladies, if it's painful, you might have to, you know, satisfy your husband other ways. There's oral sex. I have to say it. this is, I'm keeping it real with you because I can, um, <laughs> Frank, you can't leave each other unsatisfied. Right. Or you might as well just walk out the door. I, you know, I believe sex is a high percentage of a relationship. And a lot of people, you know, they don't agree with that. I do. I do too. I think it's the juice that makes not just the relationship, but life. I mean, yes. Eros. Eros is sexual energy, and it is one of the most powerful energetic forces in the universe. Yeah. This is like part of the juice, as they say, right? 
<laughs> so you talk about tantric sex. Like in your book, do you explore the different kinds of sex? Oh yeah. And and um oh. you know, people say, Well, are you teaching tantra? I said, no, I'm not, because I'm not a certified uh tantrika practitioner, but I a lot of what we talk about in the book is very tantric. And mm. um, you know, tantra is a is is a ancient, ancient way of practicing practicing sexual spirituality. And, um, um, and it's it's been used for um, millennia and it really originated in ancient Hindu teachings and um, like the Kama Sutra is a very ancient document with, with all about sex. Sutra is a lesson and Kama is being together. So um, so yeah, it, it's, it's like Tantra, but we don't call it Tantra. But let's circle back a little bit to when you, the first thing you said was that sex was spiritual. Oh, yeah. So I have this question to ask you. Um, you know, lately, I'm telling you, this is something, you know, all the people on social media, since, since the pandemic, we've been on social media more. So you start reading all these different things. So is it true? Do you believe that when they say, if you sleep with him, you sleep with everybody he slept with? I'm sorry, say that again. They say if a person sleeps when two people have sex, they're exchanging energies yeah. and you're sleeping with the same people they slept with through them. Like if I have 40 sex partners, I you know, I think they they make it too much. Well, you know, that it's true that when we interact with a person on that level, mm -hmm. we do exchange energy and we we keep that energy. And how we use that energy and how we identify it is up to us. I mean, uh, it's our energy. And right. we can say, well, you, you know, if I make love to, here, and here's where guys get in trouble. Okay. They make love with one woman and they have a really great experience and she has a really great experience. Mm -hmm. And then they think, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. And then they meet another woman and they use the same thing they did on the first woman <laughs> and it doesn't work, you know? Yes. So that's where that's where the energy doesn't work. Um. So yes, we do have the energy from anybody that we make love to. I mean, that's we're connected not only physically, you know, with our genitals, mm -hmm. but we're also connected spiritually and spiritually. Yeah, wow. so we, we do exchange that energy. But that doesn't mean it controls us. Well, they that's right, because they say sex can't keep a man. That's what go okay. A long uh, way. okay. <laughs> it can go a long way. I, I do believe that. They say it don't matter what you do, sex can't keep a man. If you want to leave and he'll leave. So you know, but but you know how I look at it? I rather enjoy all the time I have with him. He'll either be there forever or he won't, but I know I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, that, that's worth a little discussion. Okay. Sex won't keep a man. If it's just, I'm doing it just to give him sex. No, that's, that's like mm. a murky, that's a murky job, you know, yes. that doesn't work. And that's what the whole magical sex book is about. You know, I talk about free play and foreplay and deep yes. play and after play. Pre-play. Wait a minute. There's a pre-play. I know. Yeah. Listen, I only knew about foreplay. So there's pre-play, and what's the other? How many plays you got there? Four steps. Pre-play, foreplay, okay. Okay. replay, and afterplay. And, and every, pretty much everybody knows. Maybe not enough, but they know about foreplay. 
Right. And we know about the play. Right. Oral sex could be intercourse, whatever. Right. Pre-play is what happens before foreplay. Foreplay, yeah. And now pre-play, the purpose of pre-play is to deepen the connection between the two of you. So is you don't that, just, you can just I hop in the bed and start fondling and. So could and I guess? Could it be nice red sweet wine? Maybe laying by the fireplace, beautiful satin negligee. Nothing too revealing, just something to, you know, and yeah. um, maybe yeah. share chocolate-covered strawberries and have good mm. talk. Not about what happened at work. Forget about that. Not about nothing. Talk about anything. Bring up these beautiful topics to relax each other. Then you move it to the bedroom for foreplay, right? Or you start the foreplay there. Yeah. The way we do it, Judith and okay. I do it. Tell me. Is, is um, We set aside a time on Sunday. Sunday's our day of worship. We worship each other. And we set aside a couple hours, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but mostly we set aside. And we start out in the bedroom, naked, mm -hmm. on the bed, talking. Oh. And we could talk about, you know, we could talk about work. We could talk about what you read in the paper, what what we were seeing on uh, Ted Lasso oh. or whatever TV show we might be watching or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, anything. And, and here's the key, guys, ladies, too is that women, when women talk with each other, they create oxytocin. Oxytocin is the bonding hormone. Everybody knows about testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. Yes. Oxytocin is the one that when women see babies, they go, oh, look yes. And they get this rush of oxytocin. When mm. women get together, <clears throat> excuse me, and they start talking, everybody's talking. And they leave and they go home and they say, boy, that was fun. And it's because when they talk like that, they generate oxytocin, but they also generate norepinephrine and serotonin. And that's mm. a real chemical cocktail and gets you high. And wow. it's, it's a feel good kind of thing. So when, when we get in the bedroom, I mean, I want to go right for it, you know, but mm -hmm. and every guy does. I mean, you know, we just want to get off. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, but I slow down and I talk to her. Sometimes we talk for 15, 20 minutes till we felt really connected. Then we start doing some physical things that we do to maybe just eye gazing. You know, we'll just sit there and look in each other's eyes, not saying anything, just feeling the love going back and forth between us. Mm. So what we're doing mm. is establishing mm -hmm. the connection and the connection is the key to magical sex. Wow. The key to keeping that guy from leaving is connecting to him. Mm -hmm. and the way you have to get him started, and yeah, sex is it, but it, it can't be just going through the motions. Oh, it's okay. Be, it's got to be magical sex. And the mm -hmm. only way you can get to magical sex is to have a magical relationship. Wow. And that, and that means intimacy, and that's what pre-play is really setting up the intimacy. Hmm. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. So you guys, and also I noticed you said Sunday is your day. So mm -hmm. you guys look forward to it. You're like Friday, uh-oh, Sunday's coming because you know what I mean? You have something to look forward to. And it, it's nothing wrong with little sporadic sex little throughout the week, right? Right. <laughs> and we're I, grabbing, 
we grab each other all the time, you know. And, and oh, I think it's beautiful. We, it may not go all the way, but we're thinking about it, you know. Oh, that's so sweet. So you guys are together. What made you guys say, we're going to write a magical sex book? Is it because you always had magical sex? You know, I, I had a, I really came late to sex. I okay. was raised in a really strict, religious, scrupulous you couldn't even think about sex as a mortal sin. Okay. And so, I, I mean, I, I suffered with that all the way through my first marriage was just a disaster. And we stuck together for 16 years and had three kids. And finally, <laughs> we said, you know, this is not working. She didn't like it. I didn't like it. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then I started experimenting with all kinds of women and doing all kinds of stuff. And mm -hmm. then at some point, I just, I realized I was drinking way too much and I got mm -hmm. sober. Okay. And that was a spiritual awakening for me. And that was almost 45 years ago. Nice so, that yeah, you've been sober and, that long. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, and so then I began to realize that sex was a real power in my life. Wow. Sexual energy, Eros, is really powerful energy. And if I recognize and honor that energy in my life, I don't need to drink. I don't need I've got all, you know, everything is right there with that energy. Now, did you have to, okay, do you believe that the mate you chose, you guys chose each other, had to have the same kind of sex drive? Because for some reason, I believe there are a lot of unevenly, um, I won't say unevenly yoked, but I can use that word, I guess. You know, you have a, a, the husband has a high sex drive. Nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean he's a sex addict. Just mean he has a high sex drive. And then the wife have a mediocre sex drive. And what happens is, um, you know, she's like, oh, he wants it all the time. And maybe he has a high, he has a sex addiction or stuff. You know, they always try to throw that out there instead of looking at themselves saying, well, maybe I just have a low sex drive. Instead of thinking that way first, does that make sense that you have to have oh, somebody? Yeah, that's, that's such a great point. And I really, you know, the thing, if she's saying he always wants sex and she's not really ready to give it to him, it's because she's not getting the right kind of sex. You think so? So you yeah. think even the woman that don't even, Listen, don't have a high she, sex drive? If she was getting that, oh my God. What was yeah, that you're right. Sex? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Saying, bring it on give me some more you know yes so so there's room there you know that just if he if he's giving her sex then all she has to do is train him which is not easy she has mm -hmm. to train him to give her the kind of sex that's going to make her say oh this is great I, want I, more. I had that one time in my life for real and you know what he didn't even need a job <laughs> <laughs> It made me forget about everything. I was like, okay, well, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how. That's good because I did have that before. And I really believe, I, I mean, if it happened the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth, it never was dipped. It was perfect every time. Then somebody's a master at something. Or, or did he read the magical <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I but it's just really, it's really nice how um, I love the fact that you took your experiences and you created a book. And I'm looking at something that says four steps, planning and pre-flight, take off and flight in mission area, the mission and, and four is return to base and debrief. Love it. 
So it's like a pilot. It's like flying. That's me. I was a pilot. You were? Oh yeah. I flew I flew jet fighters in Vietnam. Wow. Interesting. Really? Yeah, really. So can did you, you see the, can you see on my wall? Yeah, I see the planes. Those, those two planes. That's what I was flying in Vietnam. And wow. That's so interesting to me. And you're here, right? To talk about it. What a blessing. Yes, indeed. Wow. Did you see? Look, we're supposed to be talking about the magical sex, but I have to ask you this question. I always wanted to ask a pilot this. Did you see strange? Do you ever see strange things in the sky? You know how we did people be saying they see UFOs and stuff. You ever saw any? Because I heard that pilots have to sign releases that they can't talk about that stuff. No, I can talk about it. Did you ever see anything that looked strange? Like you go, what was that? No, not really. Not really. Okay. You no, sure? No, no, no UFOs, no. Okay. No, no, I'm trying to look in your eyes and make sure you're telling me the truth. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I, I flew professionally for almost 30 years. Wow. And, and uh, if I wasn't in the Air Force, I was flying in civilian life. So uh, I never saw anything that I thought was really weird. Strange. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, you answered. So that was a question I had. So now when you say envision your love life in your book, we all really should have a vision for what we want as a sexual partner. I mean, they say you should have a vision anyway, like when you're looking for your partner. Mm -hmm. um, so you really should have an envision for your sex life too. Because a lot of times I think that's forgotten. Even the time when I envision the kind of man I may want in my life, I don't think I add that. I might say, oh, in good sex, but I'm never specific about that. Well, that's, and, and the, that's the way most people are. That's the way I was. Uh, I didn't know that you could actually create a vision for your love life. And uh, it doesn't, I mean, it, it's, it's more than just sex. It's about how you want to use that erotic energy in your life. Because uh, sexual energy, arrows, is really the source of all creativity, not just procreation. I mean, mm. when you have a powerful sex life, you got all that powerful energy. And we need to talk about that in the afterplay. When we talk about afterplay, yes. talk, about, talk about sex magic. You mm -hmm. want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, tell me. Okay, so sex magic is when you take, you know about the law of attraction. What yes. You think of, what yeah. you think about is what you tend to attract. Right. Okay, so we know that thoughts have energy. Yes. They have power. Yes. We know that sex has energy. Yes. We know that sex has power. That's power. <laughs> so if you combine the sexual energy with your thoughts, it's like putting rockets on your thoughts. Wow. And, they, and ancient shamans used to teach this stuff. And I, I actually learned it from a Native American shaman. Hmm. Maybe, maybe 40 something years ago. Anyhow, um, so I, I put a little ceremony in the book, in the in the chapter about afterplay. Now, afterplay is more than just sex magic. It's when, after you finish having sex, you've got to take some time and cover with your baby. You can't just jump oh. out of bed and say, what's for dinner? You know? Oh, you can't just go get a cigarette and smoke sitting <laughs> in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> or what's on TV, you know? Yeah, right, that's what they <laughs> Yeah, so... I mean, guys got to learn that it's just, if you take 
just 10, 15 minutes and cuddle after you've had your orgasm, that she, that's going to bond her to you even more. But in that time, you can think about the thing that you really want to manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. More money, better job, more kids, better house, whatever it is. And you both think about that, right? As close to the moment of orgasm as you can. And we say it out loud. And then that gives those thoughts the power. And you're sending that out into the universe. And the universe will get it. I believe and that. We had some pretty good results with that financially. And- because at the same time, you just when you talked about they did a brain study. And you said you get the same kind of, when you have an orgasm, it's the same kind of, uh, you, you, the same kind of flow is like when you pray, right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. it makes sense. If you, when you're making love, if you write, write down the stuff you want first and then you talk about it and those are the words that come out your mouth while making love, then you are speaking it out into the universe along with both of your minds working strongly to you get it. it. That's it. You got it. That's it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Wow, you—that's amazing. I have to hold this book. I have it on my. T- I don't know if you guys can see it. Oh yeah, that's wonderful. It's the magical sex book. It's beautiful. I love the satin sheets. Yeah. Beautiful, the magical sex book. So, Judith, do you think maybe one day we can have and have both of you here? Well, I'll have to talk to her about it. She's pretty shy. She doesn't like to do the. Oh, the oh I understand. But she she's been working. Uh, so Frank, it's all you, huh? Yeah, she's a personal career and relationship counselor oh. for forty four years. Very successful here in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. And, um, she's really good, but she doesn't like to do big events. You know, she mm-hmm. she's really great one on one. And that's why she's great. Yeah. She's yeah. private. But I'll talk to her and she, you know, maybe we can make it work. Maybe if she see the show, she'll say, oh, honey, don't bite. So yes, I'll do it. <laughs> she loves you. She loves you. Her, her first love was a black musician. Really? And oh, I, yeah. I'm, I can sing. Uh, no, really? <laughs> Who was a black musician? His name was, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. But it, she actually sang songs with Stevie Wonder, and he worked with Stevie Wonder. Beautiful. And yeah, that was that was many years ago, and and I never got a chance to meet him. Yusuf was his name. Yusuf, I can't can't think of his last name, but nice. But yeah, she she's amazing, and she's written. She's had her song lyrics have been published. Wow. <clears throat> she's written a screenplay that's been up. And she went to high, music and art high school in New York City. Okay, music and art. Yes, yes, yes. She grew up in Inwood. I don't know. Inwood, Queens. Mm-hmm. No, Queens, North of Washington Heights. Oh, okay. Because it's two. Okay, Washington Heights. I know where that is. Yes, yes, yes. So she—that's where she grew up, and and uh, and she's a tough tough little Jewish girl. Don't take nothing from nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Did you have any kids? I did, but she and I did not. No. When, okay. when I met her, I was 69 and she was 60. Wow. And, and you still, was, now I'm getting all in your business. And you still have an active sex life? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. nice. 
I told her, I said, if we ever stop doing that, close the lid, I'm done. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah, it's great. Well, I would like my audience to know that I will be inviting Frank back um, and we will have a Q&A. You'll be able to ask some questions. You may be curious. Frank, tell them about your website and how they can get in touch with you. Okay, yeah, you know, themagicalsexbook.com. And that's the name of the book. And it is the best Valentine's gift you could ever want. Nice. You buy this for your Valentine, it will change your life. I believe it. I have to buy one. And uh, my website is mohanilove.com, as you know. And you will also be able to see this interview there and all over and his book information. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. I love you. You're wonderful. Yay, I love you too, Frank. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.